So we're going to do stack effect today? Yeah. This is 7 Minutes of BS. Building science. I'm Dan Morrison, editor of Pro Tradecraft. Stack effect is also known as chimney effect. And that is Jonathan Smeagol of RDH Building Science Laboratories. It occurs usually in tall buildings when the temperature difference between the outside and the inside is great. So in a cold climate, you have warm air inside the building and it wants to rise. And so you actually draw air in at the bottom of the building and try to push air out of the top. Stack effect is relentless. It's always working when you're awake or asleep, even during blackouts. It's a constant pressure of warm air rising. So what that means is you have warm air inside a building rising through the building to the top and it pressurizes the top of the building. The air wants to escape at the top, and it tries to suck air in the bottom. In a tight box, the warm air displaces cooler air, which creates a convective loop. But that's just a convection loop. Stack effect actually goes places. In winter, the warm air is pushed up out the top of a house while cold air is sucked in the bottom. And the reverse happens in summer. In warm climates, you actually have, when you air condition, a building to be a lot cooler than the outside air. It Air tends to fall inside the building as cold air falls, and it draws air in the top, uh, and it tries to push air out the bottom at the ground floor. Because the air in the house is cooler than the air outside the house, the dense cool air sinks, and it's replaced by hot outside air pouring in through the cracks. Stack effect is controlled by two things. If you were to look at the equation, which we're not going to get into, um, it's controlled by the height of the building as well as the temperature difference between the inside and the outside. So the greater the temperature difference and uh, the taller the building, the greater the pressures. That's why chimneys are so good at stack effect. The pressures are greatest at the bottom and the top, and they tend to be neutral. No air sucked in or pushed out. Somewhere near the middle of the building, depending on other pressures that are involved. For what it's worth, that's called the neutral pressure plane. Outside this Goldilocks zone is convectional chaos. One of the biggest implications is the comfort complaints that you get in tall buildings. The warm air is rising up the building and escaping out the top through any holes that are there. And so the top floors of the building get quite warm and people tend to overheat. And when people overheat, what do people do? Open windows. Which allows more warm air to escape. And the people on the bottom floor where air is being sucked into the building get quite cold. So we have cold people in the first couple floors. Turning up the thermostats and creating heat. And we have very overheating people in the, the top couple floors. Opening their windows, relieving pressure, sucking in more cold air, and freezing the feet of the peeps at the street level. Stack effect can also cause moisture problems because moisture rides on air currents. This is very apparent in masonry buildings, such as brick. Depending on the height of the building, the, the brick is often deteriorating. You can get moisture staining. Because the top of the building is pressurized with moist air. It accumulates in the brick. It can cause freeze-thaw damage of the brick, uh, efflorescence of the brick. But just because it's easy to see on the outside of a brick building doesn't mean that it's an isolated phenomenon. Anytime that you have pressures pushing the interior air into the wall cavity, you can definitely get uh, resulting condensation 
and uh, durability-related issues. In addition to comfort going out the window and moisture seeping into the structure, stack effect also wastes energy. Obviously, if you're conditioning the air, whether you're cooling it or heating it and spending the energy to do that, as the air leaves the building, that's a wasted energy. One solution to air leakage driven by stack effect is to build extremely short buildings. But that's not going to happen. So it's up to designers to isolate the effects and eliminate the problems associated with stack effect. In the taller buildings, some of the things that they often do is they'll put vestibules on the elevator because the elevator is a continuous shaft that runs the entire height of the building usually. That keeps the elevator separated from the rest of the building. Other solutions are simpler and more elegant all in one package. Uh, oftentimes they have uh, revolving doors in tall buildings and that's so you, you can reduce the air leakage at the foyer space. And that's why revolving doors were invented. If you put a normal door on a tall building, you can't get it open because the pressure at the bottom floor is so high that it's hard to open the door. So a revolving door alleviates that problem. And that is a groovy little factoid, but it's not that useful when thinking about single family houses where normal doors actually work. In a house, we're not as worried because it's not typically as tall of a building. So the stack effect pressures aren't as high uh, as in taller buildings. At least not on the revolving door scale, but it can certainly affect comfort and move moisture where it shouldn't be. In order to minimize that still, you wanna have an airtight assembly and the holes at the top and the bottom of the building affect stack effect the most. So you want a very airtight ceiling plane. Including all of the holes in the ceiling, like lights, soffits, even tray ceilings. Down at the bottom, Look to where materials connect to each other. The concrete is usually pretty airtight, but often the rim joists are very air leaky. And the rim joists are very long, too. And if they're not detailed correctly in terms of connecting all the parts of the air barrier system, you'll get a fairly significant amount of air leakage at the rim joists. Because there are a lot of components connecting to that particular spot. Another way to overcome stack effect is to, to use the HVAC system to compensate for the stack effect pressures. Fight pressure with pressure. This is sort of an aggressive solution to an unlikely residential problem, like an indoor swimming pool. But it's very important when building hotels and health clubs. And it's interesting. By negatively pressurizing the space, you can change the pressure at the roof level so that you're not pushing the warm, moist air into the, the space quite as much. Like a big old fart fan for your swimming pool. Even though that's a great line to end on, we're not done yet. One of the coolest applications of stack effect that I've seen are these solar chimneys where they make a huge solar collector area on the ground and they have a really, really tall tower that's essentially just a chimney and they have a wind generator in there. So they heat up all this space on the ground and because of the stack effect pressures over this chimney and the temperature differences, you can actually generate enough airflow to produce electricity. They did a prototype in Spain. There's apparently a contract to do in the United States, but they're talking about powering like, you know, 100,000 houses. You know, when you're talking about stack effect, I think that's a really cool application of the, uh, the science. That's where Jonathan left it, and that's where we'll leave it at just over seven minutes of BS. Remember, you get paid for what you do and what you know. There's only so much time in a day, but information is infinite.